Welcome to Hair Like Hers, a show all about women's hair health and wellness, giving you access to leading experts in the beauty, health, and medical industries, and sharing their experiences, treatments, and helpful tips with you. I'm your host, Shab Reslin, born into the hair industry and a hair health expert in NYC. There is a major lack of resources, clarity, and solutions for women and their unique hair struggles. I've dedicated myself to the research and study of hair growth, hair health, and the scalp because women need more guidance and access to effective solutions. Why women? Because the topic has always been a taboo thing and I'd like to change that. I want to illuminate the importance of overall health and the best daily practices it takes. So join me in discovering the secrets to truly being your best self and to have the best hair of your life now and forever. you fabulous listeners. It's so great to be doing a solo episode because that means I can basically nerd out uninterrupted about this crazy obsession of mine. Thank you for being here with me listening and following along. I had a moment today as I was completing my fifth hair health routine of the day while I was putting away the current scalp topical I'm using into my medicine cabinet. I closed the cabinet door and saw my reflection in the mirror and my hair the longest and healthiest it's ever been and just realized the amount of dedication I've been putting into my own hair. Technically, our hair quality declines over the years, naturally loses its pigment, becomes more dry, and doesn't grow as long as it once used to. I worked behind the chair as a hairstylist for over 16 years. I have some clients that I've been cutting for 10 years now. I've seen the steady decline in hair quality. I've witnessed it with women and men that I met in their 30s and 40s and saw the noticeable changes after 10 years. And I always had to be the bearer of bad news. I couldn't deny that their hair was thinning or growing in shorter and weaker, that their hairline was getting thin, that there was balding at the crown, and I had zero clue what to do about it. Mostly because I had just accepted that that's the way it goes. Some people experience more drastic changes in shorter periods of time than others, but I was never phased by it. It wasn't in my department and I knew nothing about the potential of preventative measures and healthy hair protocols. So here I was staring at my hair in the mirror and reflecting on the amount of detail and extra little steps I now personally incorporate into my life that I completely overlooked a few years ago that I didn't believe mattered, and I was only focused on the short-term aesthetic look of my hair. Because that's how I've been trained, meaning how can I make it look good and feel soft right now? What's the quick fix? I don't bother trying anything new, just stick to what you believed was working, and never experience the actual potential of my own hair. Meaning, what's the strongest I can make my hair grow? What's the longest and healthiest length I can actually push it to? What does it take for my hair to air dry nicer? How can I embrace my natural hair? Are there better ways to protect it from daily damages? Can I improve my diet to reflect in better quality hair? Is it okay that my scalp always has buildup from washing my hair so infrequently and using dry shampoo all the time? What are the long-term damages from tight ponytails from using the wrong kind of hair tie? What's the difference between clean and conventional styling products? 
does it all really matter in the long run? That's the important question everyone should be asking. And the answer is absolutely yes. A million times yes. Hair isn't an overnight phenomenon. It's not a quick fix. It's something real that grows out of your body. And it's made up of what's on the inside and simultaneously affected by what you do on the outside. Over time, applying new practices can slowly but shockingly completely change the quality, look, and feel of your hair. This is why in this episode, I want to focus on the five hair rules that I've learned in the past few years since I've begun studying trichology, which is the study of hair growth and the scalp. The things that I have tested on myself, the recommendations and protocols that I have applied to my private clients and family and friends and the research and science that backs it all. We are at the forefront of hair care like you've never seen it. Our environment, our immune systems, our nutrition is rapidly changing and declining and we need to adjust accordingly to maintain healthy hair. So I want to get into these hair and life-changing rules Before I do, quick ask of you, if you've been enjoying the podcast, you can help this show out tremendously by doing any of the following for me. They do not go unnoticed. It's all I ask of you. You can either share it with others using the share button from wherever you're listening or even write a quick review to help others find the show or leave any comments or questions on the podcast IG page at Hair Like Hers Podcast, a place we can connect anytime. Okay, that's all I promise. All right, let's do this. Rule number one, pay attention to your scalp. What does this even mean? There are many different scalp conditions, some more severe than others, but most people have some kind of buildup they aren't even aware of. Some issues you can't see with the naked eye, but once you use a microscope on the scalp, you see a completely different story. Most trichology practices, scalp spas, and some hair salons or dermatology offices will use this technology to see a more accurate picture of the condition of your scalp. You can see if it's clean and smooth and hydrated like it should be. You can find inflammation around the follicle opening. That's where your hair grows out of. You can see if your new hairs are growing in thinner than existing hairs. You can check for changes in density around the head and target problem areas you can further identify the type of dandruff or flaking if it's diet related or an autoimmune side effect is it hard water buildup or simply sebum and product buildup a microscopic view of your scalp can also help track your progress with new products or protocols you've been applying it's important to take a look through different areas of your scalp that you yourself are actually capable of from time to time. It's really simple. You just make a part in the side of your head and take a look in the mirror and also a part in the top of your head and you can take a picture with your phone. Our smartphones don't have the magnification capability as an actual microscope, but you can still get a better idea beyond just the naked eye. You can even ask your hairstylist to assess your scalp after your hair is dried. Let me give you a perfect example involving my brother. He calls me up a few weeks ago and tells me how he's having scalp issues and isn't sure what's happening. He's never had scalp issues for as long as I've known him. It was actually impossible for him to describe it to me over the phone. 
the terminology just wasn't there. It's common for most people to struggle when trying to make sense of any scalp-related issue. But I knew what to ask. He sent me photos of his scalp and there were patches of scaly skin in certain areas, even redness, but super dry. I asked him the following. How often are you washing your hair? I don't shampoo it every day when I shower. Okay. What shampoo are you using? Not sure. Whatever's in the shower. Now, I know my sister-in-law mostly uses natural and organic products, so I know he wasn't using a harsh shampoo that could be drying out his scalp, which is very common. I also asked him if his scalp is oily the day after shampooing to find out what kind of scalp he has, to which he said, I'm not sure. And that's all, almost always a no, because when you're oily, you know you're oily. I asked if his scalp was sore and if any parts of it felt irritated. He said no, not at all. Without even seeing it in person, I immediately knew how simple this was. He just needed to shampoo more often. It was simply build up. Why was this happening now for the first time though? Well, they moved into a new home and that means different kind of pipes and water filters. So what used to work before no longer applies today. Today, I am happy to announce that his scalp is flake and redness free and back to normal. This is one of the many cases why your scalp can act out. More importantly, why do we need to pay attention to this? Because a clogged, flaky, excessively oily or irritated scalp will disrupt the healthy function of the hair follicle and block the new hair from growing in easily. It really wreaks havoc on your hair, especially when your scalp is under any of those conditions for an extended period of time. Pay attention to your scalp and wash your hair more often. Rule number two, pay attention to baby hairs. Baby hairs are not always baby hairs. We may see a ton of these around our hairline. That is perfectly normal to have, especially if it's been something you've had your entire life. Naturally, those baby hairs will increase over time because that hair is more affected hormonally than other hairs on your head. And what happens over time is it stops growing in as long as it once used to and it begins to grow in shorter and shorter, creating more baby hairs around the face. That's one completely separate issue. The one that is a cause for concern is more specifically when you're seeing more baby hairs throughout the rest of your head, especially when you make a part on top and you see a bunch of short hairs sticking out. This can be one of two things. One, stress-induced hair loss where you have shed a ton of hair in a short period of time anywhere from three to four months after a traumatic or high stress situation then it's perfectly normal for you to see new growth coming in and witnessing many shorter strands of hair between your longer strands of hair it's hair that's fallen out and has returned back into the growth cycle all at the same time and you're noticing a surge of hair growing in That's a good sign that things are back on track, but only applies if you've had that incident of sudden hair shedding. If you have not faced any such situation, but you're noticing more shorter hairs throughout your head, that is something we need to pay special attention to. This is known as miniaturization. When certain hair follicles are affected from the inside, whether it be health-related, diet-related, medication-related, stress-related, all the many internal components that have an effect on your hair growth. Over time, 
their growth phase shortens. The growth phase of your hair lasts anywhere up to three to six years per hair. Then it enters a resting phase for a few weeks and then it actually falls out. And this can happen over a couple of months. Over time, with compromised health and scalp conditions, that growth phase shortens where any given strand may have originally continued growing for six years and now it only grows for two to three years and that growth phase shortens again every time that strand falls out. This is something that I would see very commonly from behind the chair, so often actually. And clients would ask and be like, are those baby hairs? What's happening? I would definitely notice them But again, I didn't know how to properly assess this. So to be supportive and reassuring, I would guess that they just had new hair growth and that can't be a bad thing. Wrong. This is a warning sign that needs to be taken seriously. This type of hair thinning happens very slowly over time. And so its chronic behavior creeps up on you. And if no one is paying attention... It could be too late once you realize your hair is shortening, breaking easily, and not growing as long. Reasons this may be happening. Compromised health, nutritional deficiencies like vitamin D, A, magnesium, zinc, iron, ferritin levels. Yes, these are crucial, but do get a comprehensive blood panel done first before you start taking any of these specific supplements. In most cases... I have seen this occur due to internal stress and inflammation, which starts to decrease the healthy function of your hair follicles. You need to be eating optimally and purposefully. Incorporate moments of peace and relaxation into every day. See a hormone specialist to balance out any inconsistencies there. And of course, avoid relying on hot tools like irons that literally eat at your hair every time you use them. If you're noticing this type of hair change, look into it before it's too late. You can strengthen your hair growth system more than you know. Rule number three, never blow dry your hair wet. Never blow dry your hair wet. When your hair is wet, it is in the most fragile state compared to when it's dry and it becomes stronger as the cuticles are more intact. Blow drying your hair can actually make or break your hair. It's often done... So I'd like for you to be mindful of your technique when going from wet to dry. Firstly, never ever, ever rub your hair between your towel to dry it. Even doing that every day will compromise the quality of your hair. Think of your hair like the most delicate fabric like silk. If you wet silk and rub the fabric together, it's game over. Those silk fibers will fall apart and the texture will be ruined. It's the exact same thing with your hair. Treat it like silk except you can't hand wash it. When you're ready to style it, whether you're using your Dyson Air Wrap, a curling iron, or your blow dryer, allow your hair to air dry a little first before you start to dry it. Meaning, don't go straight into power drying it with the blow dryer to get it dry before using your curling method. Power drying alone will shoot your cuticle wide open and create more frizz and affect the finish of your styling that follows. Instead, use the right kind of brush to dry and prep your hair. I want to take the chance here to share my favorite new vented brush, ideal for a quick power dry of your hair. Whoever I have shown this to just loves the way it grabs your hair without pulling it, but with control. 
Even for the wildest hair, this brush is made by Tangle Teaser and it's ideal for a super quick blow dry. It's called the ultimate vented hairbrush. It's got flexible teeth that glide through your hair with heat beautifully. And you can use it to basically brush your hair while you're drying it so it finishes smooth when you're done. And for those of you who have to blow out your hair, you can use it to prep your hair before you pull out the round brush or the curling iron. They have a brush for every kind of hair and styling goal. But this is by far my favorite new gadget. You can follow them at Tangle Teaser. It's spelled T-E-E-Z-E-R. You can find all their fun and effective brushes there. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is if you're using any kind of round brush or a two-in-one dryer and brush, don't go at it with wet hair. Dry it in a controlled manner at least up to 80%, then go for it. You won't overstretch or overheat your hair and your ends will look much smoother and the result will last much longer because of this method. Rule number four, everyone should be using a scalp topical. The research is out, technology in hair care has evolved and the time is now. Let's put it this way, I had good hair to start with and now I have even better hair. My point is, each and every one of us will notice a change in our hair the older we get. That's just science. Hair grows out of a collection of cells much like our skin is created. Everything including your hair ages. We fight anti-aging on our faces and bodies, yet we neglect our scalp. The biggest hair hack is incorporating a scalp topical into your daily routine because the potential outcome is unlimited. You can directly feed your hair growth process with a scalp topical. They are, for the most part, developed with stimulating ingredients that activate your cells as well as nutrients and vitamins that feed into your hair to help grow better quality hair. They can also extend that growth phase I was talking about earlier to prevent your hair from miniaturizing over time. Aside from aiding in better hair quality and preventing hair thinning, a scalp topical can also protect your actual scalp from drying out and help in maintaining a balanced microbiome. A healthy scalp ensures healthy hair growth. So let's hack that ish. You can't have one without the other, not for a prolonged time anyways. And finally, we made it to rule number five. Have I overwhelmed you yet? I hope not. I wouldn't be this passionate if I didn't know the secrets to your best hair. The final rule I've adopted since becoming a trichologist is ultimate hair goals require a holistic approach. Holistic means a complete approach, whole, from top to bottom, covering all your bases. If you were to be conscious and pay attention to your scalp in the shower, you can protect your scalp and benefit more from the topical you would apply after you get out of the shower. After, of course, you pat dry your hair gently with your towel to protect your strands. That's three things right there. If you were to carefully dry your hair before you style it, you can preserve the quality of your hair. If you monitor your scalp and ask your hairstylist, the person with the most intimate relationship with your hair, you can better determine if you need to make lifestyle, medication, or diet changes. And finally, top all that with hair supplements, clean and safe shampoo and conditioner, and laser devices, and your gold D locks or better yet Rapunzel. I urge you to try adding one new step at a time. If you have good hair, 
don't take it for granted. And if you have thinning hair, get on that. Be patient, be good to yourself, love yourself, and trust that you're doing what you can and something beautiful will blossom. You have my word. I hope you guys enjoyed this little episode. It was nice to just be able to talk to you one-on-one and set the facts straight. I had fun putting this together for you. I've been working super hard at continuing to bring a stellar lineup of professionals to talk all things health and wellness and how that's all connected to your hair. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you've heard and you can think of a few other women to share this podcast with, please do leave me a quick review in whichever platform you're listening from. And if you have any recommendations or comments, email me at grow at hairlikehers.co or follow me at hairlikehers podcast on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.